Well, the red pill space is dying, and I'm all for about it. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly topics that happens on a weekly basis here in the entertainment industry. Also, we talk about the behind the scenes, our fresh perspective, a neutral fresh perspective. We talk about uh, the both sides of some outfits, and of course, we're going to expose some of the ugly truth. We give a little bit of reviews from video games to movies and shows and whatnot. And of course, just give our own little thoughts and opinions about it. I'm your host, Wolfson. And without further ado, let's get down with the shitsness, guys. So, yes, just like how you guys heard in the intro, um, there has been a certain shift happening in the red pill space around, which I'm so happy. It's about damn time. I'm I'm definitely happy as fuck the fact that to hear that some of this red pill content creators is like kind of dying out little by little. There's still some people that are still like writing their, for lack of better terms, writing their or sucking it. But it still seems like they're not having the same momentum as they had a few years ago. It's really dying out and I'm happy about it. So we're going to talk about, you know, talk about, well, I guess we're going to talk about shit about these red pill people and how it's phasing out their little momentum of, you know, alpha male and stuff. And of course, at the end, we're definitely going to talk about a few things about a movie and TV reviews. You know, there's some things I actually book and um, bookmark on my Twitter and we'll discuss a little bit about certain video games that are happening. But absolutely, we're not going to leave this podcast without talking about the new Ninja Turtles movie. I saw it with my cousin and I cannot wait to give you guys my little um, my little review about it. And don't hate me when I say it. All right, guys. So just so just so you guys know. So I'm looking at my topics right now. This red bill talk. Oh, I'm sorry. I just write it like very anchorments. Um, the this red pill talks out of their asses, and why do we listen to people with no experience? All right, so that's a good that's a good way to start. Um, obviously we covered a few times already here in the Wolfpack podcast about these uh content creators who happen to be red pill, and anybody who doesn't know what red pill is, uh, it's certain individuals that they believe like the world is a matrix and that they need as to the they need to be high value men they need to be straight out alphas and and they have to be like the man of the house and the woman just shut up and do and make them a sandwich and shit like that it's like straight ego shit it really is um they talk about like how many women they sleep with and and how the man is allowed to cheat but the woman isn't and and they had to be submissive. It's just a lot of crap, honestly. I, 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 I'm, I'm rambling right now because this is exactly what I'm talking about. These are like all the things that the red pill people have talked about and they praise about, and they give you guys like facts and statistics as and and the probability of something will happen when in 
most of the time, it doesn't. It really doesn't. So I, I find it hilarious to listen to these people t literally talk out of their asses without doing any research. And not only not doing any research, but they also talk and preach about shit that they don't even practice. And I'll take it a step further that they talk so much crap that they don't have any experience behind it. Nani? I think that's what really grinds my gears. Is it's not just like they talk out of their asses. It's not that just they 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 don't they talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. No, no. It's the fact that they're talking without any hard evident experience from themselves. Like this is my experience based off what happened in this situation, this and that. And then they have to take it on very, very extreme measures to prove a point. And when somebody fact checks them, they just shut the fuck up. I've we've seen before, and probably some of you guys haven't or have. Destiny is um is this streamer who's not who's now into this um I don't even know how he considers himself. He says that he's a very he's very leftist, but there's some takes that he takes it very centrist like, like because there's certain things that he agrees. On a conservative level, and there's certain, and there's a lot of things that he consider on the lib liberal level. Um, I feel like he's more of a centrist, but he goes into these ripple shows and podcasts and points them out out of their stupidity. And half of them, they go like, like no, nothing to say because they got nothing. They got fact checked, or the other half, they just continue like again the most cop-out answer that they use. It's like, well, you could be the exception of the rule. Nani? I'm like, I'm going to punch that guy. <laughs> the exception to the rule? That is the most cop-out answer ever. When they talk and preach about stuff about like, oh, everybody could be the same. Everybody can have uh, 20, 20 women. I can have 20 women. You can have 20 women. Who's who's there to tell you that you can? You can definitely do it. Just follow my steps. But have you seen them with 20 women? Did it, does it work having 20 women? Shit, even Dan uh, Bazilleran doesn't even have 20 women. He probably has five or eight at best at the time. And he probably switches around. And even then, he said that it was it's exhausting. But these guys talk about like I can have multiple wives and that's what I want. That's that's and and I want all these wives to be submissive. And they, they do what they got to do. They take care of the place and I be the husband and this and that. And I don't have to worry about my by my child or whatnot because I take care of the bills. They don't do nothing. But none of these motherfuckers are even on, on a relationship, nor they don't have multiple wives. They don't even, again, it falls back. Like if they don't have a marriage, they're not going to have multiple wives. Um, Some of them pay for bots. What I mean for bots, they pay for for women to sleep with. Um, they're just I, like, there's so many more that I want that I'm right now in rambling in my head. And it's like, what are the correct words to describe some of these guys? Because they say that these guys are like, oh yeah, high value men. They consider themselves high value men. Yet they don't, have, they don't live in a mansion. They don't live in a big house. They don't have expensive cars. They Uber themselves. Two places. Nothing wrong with Uber or Lyft. I whenever whenever I have a chance, I'll do I'll do Uber and Lyft. But they talk with this mindset that they're the big dogs and they're and the, you could be 
I could be rich and you guys could be rich, but they're not rich. I'm pretty sure they make the six figures. I'm pretty sure they make the six figures. I'm pretty sure. They're, I'm confident enough that they do. But that's not being rich. That's average at best. That's like, like if you look at a statistic in America, that having a, a, a earning six figures is very common than you think. I thought it was. I thought it was kind of rare. It's like only a few. But no, a lot of people, a lot of people make six figures. And it's not necessarily here in, in like in the high cities and like in the most expensive cities. No, it could be in Kansas. It could be in Tennessee. It could be in Nebraska. It could be anywhere in middle America. It doesn't have to be in the coastal areas or in, or in the big cities. No, people really make good money on certain jobs. I need to make that money. If I'm be honest, <laughs> emotional. Anyways, um, yeah. So they talk up and they talk and they tell you like this. This is how uh, this is how rich people, high value men. That's something I notice right now. It's like they don't say like this is how people with power or or rich people dress up. No, they say high value men. What is a high value man? Oh, somebody with status and power and and this and that. Okay, what is the this and that? Ah, then you know that you got the you got the pool, you got the money, you got the women's, and then blah 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 blah. I don't know if they ever experience being with rich people, with people with uh, with upper classmen before. I have, and I'll be I'll be blunt and honest, guys. Um, the majority of these people do not dress how they portray that they that's how they dress. Like, no, you don't see any of these upper classmen. Uh, dressing Gucci bags or, you know, Bellagio, Versace shit. Like, no. With a high-value suit and everywhere they go and in every show, they, they're like, oh, high-value shoes. Like, no. Most of the time, they dress up like T-shirts and jeans and polos. When they go on a business meeting, sure, they, they're just dressed to impress. But walking around all the time, polos or T-shirts and whatever. Oh, Wolfson, how do you know that? Are you... Are you a spoiled bread? Are you a rich boy? No. Fuck it. Um, I was not raised by a silver spoon or a golden spoon, however, however you motherfuckers want to portray me. No. I was raised in a middle, uh, middle class, upper middle class, I guess. And my, my own men, my parents, they were raised with nothing until... My father built the company that he currently has right now. And now is like one of the most successful construction companies in all Puerto Rico. Enough that he can actually project manage, manage a few stores here in the States. And he brought franchise to Puerto Rico so he can build the stores and whatnot. Oh, so, well, so you're rich, rich. So it's like, no, not at all. I'm broke as fuck. Me and my wife, we're broke as fuck. <laughs> Emotional, <laughs> jokes, damn um, it. Um, no, guys. I, like I said, I was never born on a silver spoon. I was never born with a golden spoon. I was never born spoiled. No, my parents, we grew up together from nothing and built something. Now we are where we are, you know? And obviously, my parents helped me and my brother with everything they got, you know? They, sure, they put me in a private school. I, my whole life is all private school. Even my college was in a private school. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean I didn't learn the values of life. I learned the, one of the values of life. And one of, the, one of the things that my father always taught me is if you want something, work for it. Earn it. A perfect example that he gave me is like it's the, a new video game came about. And I said, I want that. 
because all my friends are having it. And I want it really badly. And my dad was, you want it? Yeah, yeah, please, I want it. Okay, work for it. I was like, what? What are you talking about? Work for it. Save enough money so that way you can get what you want. Save money. I really wish I would have taken those words very, very true to heart to now. Because I didn't understand back then. As I mean, who could? You're a preteen, a teenager telling uh, the old, uh, your old man telling you to save money for shit and whatnot. Like I, at that point, I didn't understand. I was just like, I just want to get my money and get my shit. But now that I look about it, it's like, fuck. Yep. I should have saved money. I understand now. But that was one of the biggest lessons that he taught me. If you want something, earn, earn it. You want this, you got to work for it. And obviously, as a preteen, it's like, where the fuck am I going to work? <laughs> I can't work as a preteen. I'm still, I'm nine years old. I'm, ten, I'm nine, ten. Like, what the fuck? My old man is like, well, all right, I'll make a deal. I'll, I'll, you do certain chores and you wash up the cars every weekend. I'll give you the money and then you can, you can get uh, the game that you want. And that's how I learn. That's why, like, there are certain things that when I feel like I, that, that it was given to me, I feel kind of odd. It's like, I don't think I deserve this because I didn't work hard for it. It's just, you know, and this is exactly what I'm trying to get to, guys. This is the point. Hold on. Bear with me a little bit. So that was my whole mentality my whole life. And remember earlier, I say I went to private schools. Private schools have some of the most wealthy people. Mind you, I'm upper middle class. That means my I'm not going to disclose how much my, my dad made. Mates over a little bit more over the six figures as much. And I've been to the private schools and I've met people of all classes, lower, middle, upper. The uppers, oh boy, did they got their little gifts for nothing. Oh, everything was given to them. You name it. A nice fucking car. I drove I drove my mom's um Ford Expedition. That was my first car. And it, I was inherent. That was that was my car. That was like once my mom is done, all right, here it is. Your new car. A Ford Expedition. It's a fucking S, huge ass SUV. But but the people that I grew up with, oh no, they got the BMs at that time when it was a thing. BMs, Mercedes, even Porsche. Oh yeah, European cars, Infinities, you know, Lexus, very luxurious cars, Cadillacs. Oh, absolutely. They got the latest phones. Like at that time when I when the iPhone when the first iPhone came about, everybody and their mothers had their iPhone. All the rich people got it. Absolutely. You know what I got? My dad's flip phone that I inherited, a razor. And I've been inheriting all his business phones for the longest time I can remember. I I inherited his razor at the time. I inherit his like little um Nokia phone as well. Shit. I even inherit his Blackberry. His old Blackberry. Because they're like, hey, you deserve this nice little phone. A Blackberry. It's like, holy fuck, a Blackberry? Everybody's already at the iPhone 4s and uh, iPhone phones. And I'm right now having my first smartphone. Oh, like, fuck, a Blackberry. Yeah, I inherit shit. I, I don't mind. Shit, free shit for me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it. And where I'm, hold on, bury me, bury me all the time because there all everything comes back to, to a circle as to why I criticize some of these red pill doctors and high pill people. Um, 
So obviously, I just need you guys to know a little bit of background of myself and and what my experience, what my life experience was back home in Puerto Rico. Even though not, everything was not as glamorous as it sounds, everything well, there were bleak moments. But yeah, I grew up with a lot of rich people. I grew up with a lot of people who were the upper class who have who parents have money and mansions and boats and and cars and whatnot. Not that not that I'm saying I. I didn't have a boat as well because I grew up with boats my whole life. But my boat is is a dinghy compared to their boats. And they got captain level shit. I'm like, uh, I need to learn how to park this fucking boat because if I don't, not be fucked. Mm. I don't know what to tell you. They got they even got better beach condos than any than I could ever think of. Like they got house house, like mansion beach condos, house, penthouses and shit. And one thing's for sure, they always dressed up. They, I feel like they, even on the country clubs, they all have like that certain code of dress up. Like they know, like they always gonna dress up like the rough polos, the nauticas, uh, Tommy Hill figure. And now in this age, it'll be like the cycle bunnies, the the vineyards, shit, you know, shit like that. Because it's like it has like that expensive, you know, clothing. I guess you know. But they always dress up like that. My whole life, I've always seen them, especially on their duck ciders with no socks in it, you know, with little mini short shorts or jeans. However, you're like, that's how everybody was dressed up. That's how every upper class. And I'm not talking about anyone. I'm talking about Puerto Rican white people. That's how they were all dressed up. Oh, yeah. And they all dressed up super nicely. But the way I'm saying, I'm telling you guys. It's like, I know rich people. I know upper class. And then when I moved to Miami, like, it just enforces, like, what I believe. Like, I know what I've seen. Like, I know how they act. I know how they move. Shit, even my dad's clients are happen to be millionaires. So I know how they're dressed and their dad. I've seen that on their meetings and whatnot. As I was shattering my dad or being the driver for one time in my life. Um, He, yeah, like, they dressed up business-wise, but... They business wise, they all dress up nicely, but for meetings and what, but not to the extent that these motherfuckers from the red pill space say that this is how high value men are dressed up and this is how they look. No, they exaggerate way too much. And I feel like that's the part, the other part that I'm going to discuss is that they're talking out of their asses because they've never been in that space before. So they assume that that's the space, how they are dressed up and they act and dress like that way. So they can, so that way they can be um, validated by the upper class. But the upper class don't give a shit. That's the thing that I learned the most. They look down on you so much. You know what's crazy that I've, and this is speaking out of my experience. I've not once have a, I've ever experienced racism in Puerto Rico, whether it's coming for me or coming for anybody. Like, I not once have I experienced racism. Not once have I seen racism in Puerto Rico. I did experience racism here in the States when I moved in. I was like, holy fuck, this is serious. But I have experienced classism. And I'm not trying to victim uh, blame myself about it. Like, I'm not trying to be the, the champion or anything. Like, no, but I'm I'm speaking about my experience. This is personally me. And, and like I said, I, just because I never experienced racism in in my country, in my, in my hometown, in my island, does I can't speak for others that they probably haven't. I'm pretty sure there's other Puerto Ricans that say that could say, no, I did experience racism. So take my word for a grain of salt. Like this is only based on me and my own personal experience. I cannot speak for others. But one thing I will speak is that 
they I have experienced classism. And classism means like when there's certain class that you're divided, whether you're 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 low class, middle class, upper class, how they discriminate each other. That I have experienced it. And most of the time I experience it to myself. Like people, I've been like the target for that shit. Like, remember when I say upper class, they look down on you? Oh, yeah. They they really look down. And they throw your shots at you. Not not physically, just metaphorically. Like, you know, like, uh, <laughs> oh, so you got a Ford. Nice. I got my Porsche right there. Part is, you know, GT free and shit and blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh, cool. I just got the SUV. They throw shots like you like that. It's like, oops, sorry. They throw shots like you. And I, I, and, I was, <laughs> and then the clothes, because I was always a surfer skater boy, I'm always wearing Quicksilver and Rusty and DC and Vance and whatnot. I'm always wearing all that stuff. My whole life I was wearing it. So obviously they, they'll criticize it because they, that stuff that they will wear on a beach day, but never on a regular day, they're always wearing with the little polo shit and, and dark side. I'm, wear, I'm always wearing sneakers and T-shirts. And but they're always gonna be criticizing you. It's like, look how sloppy your dress is. Like, sloppy the fuck? This is a very nice tee. They're very nice shoes. I'm, I mean, sneakers for it to be sneakers, they're very nice. Oh no, I get criticized. So, like, shit like that. Oh, but then the lower class people, I get criticized and they, and I get, you know, get jabs out of it. It's like, oh, where you from? It's like, oh, I'm from this town. Oh, that's rich people uh, town. It's like, well, I mean, Yes and no, but I'm not rich. Oh, but you rich, rich for you to, yeah, you daddy buy you everything. Look at that nice uh, Ford that you got right there. It's like, I mean, it's not a Toyota, but I mean, I didn't, I didn't bought it. They, they gave it to me. Oh, must be nice that they give you that car, huh? Must be nice. And where, what school you go? It's like, oh, I go to this private school. Wow, must be nice going to this private school, huh? And I'm like, like fuck me, I'm gonna. Get I'm, I'm like, there, there's not a point where I can relate to anyone. Anyways. Yeah. So when these people are trying to encourage others to say, like, anybody could be an upper class, anybody could be a high value man, anybody can be this and that. Let me tell you when I tell you that they're talking out of their goddamn asses. And that is completely false. Not everybody can be rich because if everybody can be rich, then everybody will be rich. Plain and simple. It's not that hard to overthink about that. And this is the perfect example that I get a gift to everybody. And I know everybody who's heard about my podcast, they've heard that I use this example before, not just in the Wolfpack, but a lot of times in the in the Lone Wolf podcast when I'm interviewing people. Um, perfect example. Why I take very, why I criticize Red Pill people a lot, because obviously they don't have any brains out of it and they talk out of their asses. Um, they talk, no, no. Then let me rephrase it. They don't talk. They re they sell you this dream that you could be a successful, high value man, that you could be very successful. They sell you this dream, saying like, oh, like you're in the rut and this and that. You want you want to get out of the out of the forty k a year salary. You want to get six to seven, eight figures like I do. Come to my classes and I'll show you how. They get you with that. They talk. They sell you this dream that. This is how you can be as successful as I, as I am. There's a problem to that. There's a huge problem. Because like I said, not everybody can be as successful as you are. You are who you are. And there's nobody can be like you. And this is the example that I'm going to insert. And you can comment down below and, and say otherwise. But 
I use this example and it's so perfect because it has so many applications on every other industry. And I've seen it so many times in the music industry. This is just common. Jay-Z, one of the greatest rappers, the GOAT, debatable, argumentative, like subjectively. To me, he's one of the greatest. Some people could say it's Lil Wayne. Some people could say Eminem. I feel Eminem is way up there, but I'm using Jay-Z for this example. Um, some people could say Snoop Dogg. That's fine. That's fine. Imagine your your favorite person, your 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 goal, your number one. I'm using Jay Z. So imagine Jay Z. Imagine Jay Z gives you the bru- the blueprint to his success. No pun intended. Although it was good, no pun. Imagine that Jay Z comes to you and say, "Here you go. Here's the blueprint to my success. You follow this from A to Z, and you're gonna be as rich and powerful as me." That's that. That's there. It is. He gave you the key to the mint, the blueprint. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm gonna follow. And then when you start reading, it's like holy shit! This is all the stuff that he did. And then you can skip a few chapters because like, oh no, I'm already I'm above it. Yes. Oh my god, this is amazing. Then yeah, let me tell you when that is a fool's errand because there can only be one Jay Z. There can only be one Jay-Z, just like there can only be one Lil Wayne. There could be one Snoop Dogg. There could be one Eminem. There could be only one Drake. There can only be one Tupac and one um, Biggie and one DMX. I'm just throwing you some of the greatest out there. And notice that each of them rap differently. They got their own styles. Nobody can be an, another Jay-Z. He can literally give you the blueprints to his success, and yet you're not going to be as far as him. Why? Because everything that JC did to get to where he is, that was his own path for him to carve himself. You're just trying to copy his path. But what if, uh, there, what if the obstacles that, that comes over, they're not in the blueprint? Let's just say that you're following his path and all of a sudden you counter an obstacle and you're like, wait a minute. I didn't have, this obstacle wasn't in the plans. He said there's going to be obstacles later down the road, but I have one right now. How the fuck do I do this? How do I overcome it? What's going on? This isn't, wasn't part of the plan. Of course not. Because you cannot predict some of these obstacles. And there's, and there's going to be times in which you're not going to get as far as, as him. Maybe you'll probably reach halfway there. Yeah, that I can give. If you got a blueprint and let's just say that you only did more than half of the what Jay-Z did and you just landed right there and that's as high as you're going to go. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, at least you did it. But the people who actually made it that way, it's because they used the blueprint as a reference, not as their actual plan to go forward. So it's like in music, whenever an artist uses another artist's song as a reference, they're not going to follow and not going to build the entire song ch- word for word, uh, bar for bar, ch- with just like the reference song. No, they're going to take some of these ideas. Like, what is it that I like about this song? I like the beat. All right. Can we do something similar to that beat? All right. The beat goes boom, 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 boom. Okay. What if we do... Boom, 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 boom. Two different beats, but I got the idea from him. Like the melody goes like this. All right, let me go a little bit similar to that, but at the same time, let me just 
pitch it out of it. See, that's what makes the success story. That's what makes your success story. You adding something to you. You adding your own value. Not everything has to be followed through the T to make it successful. And, not, and it's not a guarantee. That's the key word. Guarantee that you will make it out. And that's what the problem to all these red pillar people. They talk with this guarantee fact that you're going to make it. But that's impossible. Because remember what I said earlier? I said, if that's the case, that everybody can be as high value and successful as they are, then everybody would have been on that boat a long time ago. Then everybody will be a high successful as well. Then there's going to be a cesspool of it. But no, guys, sometimes we do need other jobs and sometimes we we can be as successful as much as we wanted to. But, you know, you're telling me that everybody who graduates from college are going to land the job that they graduate from their own degree. Unfortunately, that's not how the world really works. I graduated from my bachelor's degree of electrical engineering. I have a degree of electrical engineering. I didn't end up on a on a job that's remotely like that. A job that pays well and gets me to the six figures, I didn't end up on a job like that. Because that's not my fan. My fan is audio engineering. My audio technology. Not everybody's going to be there. And let me tell you, on my class, there were like 50 other people graduating the same degree as I am. 50. Ask how many... Ask how many they're doing the job that they that they graduated. Not everybody's going to do exactly what they wanted to because not everybody's going to get there and not everybody's going to have the, the space for it. And that's my issue with some of these people. These people talk out of their asses saying like, you can be just like us. But they're first off, they're not like us because they're not high value. They're not rich. They don't have money and they don't practice it. And it's so funny because they talk so much crap about women and they put women on a such, you know, but on a, a minuscule level, like they want to squash women as well. They say they're not misogynistic, but they got their tendencies tell me otherwise. If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it is a duck. But no, it walks like a duck, but it's not a duck. Like that makes no fucking sense. And I hate how they actually say, like, all women are all the same. Like, that is such a false statement. Not all women are built the same. Not all women are going are, are gonna to respond the same. No. And, and, and any bullshit science that they give me is going to convince me otherwise. Why? Because it's bullshit. You know why? Because their target audience of women, um, the women that they're shitting, it's the type of women that they only see in the cities, in the nightlifes. Those are the type of women that they're, that they're arguing, that they're putting up a minuscule. Those are the type of women that they, they want to you know, put them on a leash, telling them, I'm your boss. I'm the alpha. I'm the cat. But when you bring a very successful woman from somewhere in middle America, has a great business, and, or is a lawyer, or is a doctor, when they come over and they talk about this, like, no, that's bullshit. Like, I wasn't raised like this. And my father and my father was present or my father wasn't present. And but I still end up good and I don't have any daddy issues and this and that. And what you guys are saying is bullcrap. Like, how how are you guys on this and that? 
they cannot argue with them because they know they're going to lose. That's why they always bring the dumb bimbo women. The OnlyFans girls. See? See, look, all women are the same. They all got OnlyFans. They're all making mi- uh, thousands of dollars. You can't, you, we don't want a woman to be exposing themselves. We don't, we want a woman to, to shut up and make money. And this, I mean, make a, make me a sandwich while I make the bread. I want a woman to raise my children, this and that. It's like, that's another, that's another thing that also pisses me off. They're talking about how to raise a family, yet they don't have a family. How are you going to tell me fatherly advice when you're not a father? How? Like, in what brain cell is going to definitely take advice from someone like these guys, like Donovan Sharp, MLD, fucking Fresh and Fraud, I mean, Fit, and, and, and the Circus, and the Sneakos, and the Nick How am I going to end the role to Mazi? But I'll put him outside for a little bit. How am I going to listen to these motherfuckers? They don't have a relationship. They don't have a partner. They don't have a family. They don't have a children. They're not rich. I'll tell you that. They live in, in regular suburban houses, middle-class houses, and, or apartments, nice fucking apartments, luxury apartments, but they don't own it. They're renting. They're leasing. And you're telling me I'm going to listen to these motherfuckers who says like, oh, yeah, you could be as rich as me. And it's like, but you're not rich. Oh, but you could have as many cars. But you don't have a, you don't have that many cars. You only have one or none. And you're telling me these are the people I'm going to listen to. Bro, if you listen to these bullcrap stories, hit the button. Congratulations. You played yourself. Like, I'm talking about these guys who has talk again, talking out of their asses, not giving me anything factual. Everything that they're doing is based on their um, on their illusional experience because it's not even based experience. In fact, if you sell me that if you want to hook up with women, this is how, the, how we do it. Like, all right, then, then by all means, because that I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot of people that teach courses on how do you hook up with women and whatnot. That I've learned. That I've heard. And if you guys were to tell me that's how it is, then all right, by all means, then do your thing. I ain't going to bother you. But when you're telling me like, no, this is how the women and women shouldn't be on OnlyFans because we don't want them to be exposed on themselves and this and that, yada, yada, yada. And that, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? If you don't have any of these factors, like you're not in a relationship, you haven't had a relationship with OnlyFans before. And if the people that you're seeking is only OnlyFans, then... How am I going to take your word for granted? You have never experienced somebody from, from, uh, from, I don't know, fucking middle America outside of, or maybe, maybe, let me put it home close, anywhere outside of the outskirts of Miami or anywhere in outskirts of any major city. If you haven't experienced it, then what the fuck are you talking about? I'm done. I'm done with this shit. Which is why I'm happy that these motherfuckers are like the, the whole red pill is facing now like people are noticing how stupid and thanks and mostly partially thanks to destiny i'm putting out their hypocrisies and their stupidity of how much shit they say and they're trying to be loud as much as possible so they can still be relevant but it's falling off it's literally falling i mean we're already seeing andrew tate falling off with his, with his indictments and whatnot and i feel like that guy's gonna go to jails he's definitely gonna go to jail like I already see him going on that fall, and I feel like once he's on his on that path of downfall, 
everything's going to be like a domino effect. Now, you guys notice that I put Rolo Tomasi on the side. I disagree with everything that he says because he's a fucking old idiot. And he literally spits out of his ass without fact-checking. And Destiny and this YouTuber called Venti, I believe that's her name. Check it out. Exposed his bullshit. Exposed him on how incorrect he gets his facts without fact-checking. I was dying of laughter when I saw that video. I was like, yo, how bad can you be? And it was just so hilarious how he was just completely wrong in everything. And how he crumbles down when somebody challenges him and fact checks and he's like got nothing else to say. Like it looks pathetic. It really does. But we've seen it. We've seen it. The reason why I put him on the side is because he has a wife and he has a daughter. Yeah, I know. It's like kind of like wild to think about that he's saying all this wild shit. Like I remember a few weeks ago um, or a month ago, we talked about him tweeting, say like, here the success to be a high value man. Um, get a vasectomy up before uh, you're 18. Kind of wild, especially when he has a wife and child. I feel like he's probably the only person, I'm not giving him credit, but he's the only person that can speak through experience on terms of relationship-wise. He's probably the only person that I'll give him that. But even still, I would not listen to his old man's fuck because he's talking about how relationship works in this modern age when he hasn't like moved from his current relationship. So it's kind of weird for me to listen to somebody giving relationship advice and you're still using the, the old uh, back in your days tactic. There's certain things that, that needed to get an upgrade, you know? Not everything is the same way as, as you found your wife. But even so, how embarrassing it is to talk to women like that and, and talk shit about women and say these nasty things when you have a wife and a, and a little girl, or I don't know how old the daughter is, but having a daughter in your home, household and say these things. I don't know. I'm going to move on for this topic. Uh, I'm not going to say anything else. This is just um, me ranting now and putting out the hypocrisy. But if you guys got anything to contribute or anything that that you didn't understand or anything that you want to add to it, please let me know in the comments down below. And I'll definitely go back back and forth with you. You know, I'm going to move on because, ugh. I want to end this with a nice note. And uh, I don't want to end it with this dumbassery dumb of, of Red Pill. I'm just so happy that it's dying out little by little. And we don't need this anymore. I still don't know why we're still giving platforms and spaces to, uh, to these people. But, you know, it is what it is. Moving on. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit review of the Ninja Turtles movie, Mutant Mayhem, the one Seth Rogen did. So I watched the movie with my cousin. And remember a few weeks ago, IGN posted out saying like, oh my God, like, you know, critics have saying that this Ninja Turtle movie is far better than any of its, excuse me, any of this predecessor. And I said to my son, the podcast is like, that's kind of like high and like you're telling me that it's 93% better than the other movies. The other movies have scored like 40, 30 at best. Like even the original first movie, which is like kind of wild to me, is like, dude, the first movie 
kicked ass. That was one of the greatest movies. I, I, my favorite is the second movie, The Secret of the Ooze, because I guess of the comedic tone. But the first one was pretty good. And even the the remake of the of one of the movies, uh, the animated version, it was pretty good as well. The Buckle Bay was like, I enjoyed it. It's not the best, but I enjoyed it. It's like, all right, it's whatever. But they're saying like it's better than any of the movies that's that's ever come on. I'm like, slow down. All right, let's take a look. So when I saw the movie, let me tell you, it's as mid as it gets. I, I know, guys. I know you're gonna go ahead and attack me. How how can you say that, guys? The it it felt like it kind of lost its essence to its story. Like it's definitely not an original story. But I felt like there's like certain elements that did not add up and it's not correlated to the story. And I get how certain people are trying to, certain creators are trying to like do something new to it, new, put a new direction. I'm with it. I mean, we have three different Spider-Mans and they each Spider-Man has a different, I mean, four, if you count the Miles Morales movies, um, four. Um, and each of them have has its own way has the has their own story, their own origin story, and how they become Spider Man and all that shit. And all four you know franchises are pretty good, you know. So I get it that you're trying to do something new. It's just it didn't feel right. If I'm gonna label the movie, I would I will give it because it's a Ninja Turtle movie seven out of ten. I was ready to give them a six, but I give them a seven because of the name itself. Other than that. It was just everything was mid. Everything was average at best, mediocre. The storyline, as new, as brand new as it is, and I try to see what they try to do. It's like it's okay, but it's like some of this stuff is very predictable. Um, I had issues with the voice acting of Donatello because, again, I get that they're all teenagers, but why is it Donatello the only one that sounded like it was? Like it was voice acted by a little kid. Like I found it kind of weird. Even when I heard it in the in the trailers, it's like, bro, what? You're telling me that my, I, if anything, I would expect that from Michelangelo because he's the youngest. But Donatello, and you hear Leo, Raph, and Michael. You can tell that they're teenagers because they got their you know their their voice out of it. But Donatello is the only one that feels like it's still a little kid. I felt that was out of sync. I felt like that was like, wait, what? And Ice Cube was, I guess, Ice Cube was just being Ice Cube, I guess, because that that's how you can tell that's, oh, yeah, that's Ice Cube because the way he was talking. And there were a couple of times that he was, I'm pretty sure they edited it out to say motherfuckers and shit like that. I'm pretty sure. But the whole storyline itself was just average at best. It's like, ooh, you know, the turtles need to save the day and whatnot. April, uh... April's character was just weird overall. It just didn't feel right. It didn't fit right, you know? Yeah, I, everything is just average at best. It, it's, it wasn't as good as I expected. It wasn't as good as they were hyping it. Everybody was hyping it. IGM was hyping it. Every and I hate IGM, man, because they're like the CNN and the and the Fox News of this of, of the gaming world. Um, like they were hyping so much. It's like, and even the trailers and whatnot was like, oh, amazing moving, this and that. When you saw it, it's like, eh. And some of the kid jokes or adult jokes that they throw into it, they're like, eh. And I know everybody said, Wolves is a kid's, uh, kids movie. Come on. I was like, bro, I've seen a lot of kids movies in which I laugh my ass off. 
all of the Despicable Me's movies and Minions movie, I laughed my ass off. That's technically a kid's movies. Like the Toy Stories as well. Like even, okay, let me put it this other way. Even the super, even the video game movies like Sonic and, and Mario, those are technically kids' movies. And I still laugh my ass off. And it was enjoyable. Imagine me telling the Mario movie was much more enjoyable than the Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles to me is above Mario and above Sonic. It's above every everybody. Like you probably Ninja Turtles are like two two together with Gundams. Like I think those are the only two that there because I grew up with that shit. So for me to say that Mario the Mario movie was ten times better than than the than the Ninja Turtles movie, that's how much it tells you. Um, go ahead and watch it if you want. If you and if you guys got uh, something to say, let me know in the comments down below. But I felt like it was mid at best, and everybody was overhyping it, like all the characters. And then the one movie that did not show, like really the main villain, Shredder. You're not gonna put Shredder in the fucking movie? Are you kidding me? That's the whole plot of every other fucking movie. It's either Shredder or Krang. But no, they put Baxter. It's like, all right, Baxter. But Batster is not a main antagonist. It was never a main antagonist on any of the franchise. And no matter how many somebody can argue with me, Batster was never a main antagonist. He was always like the second or the second in command of the main villains. That Shredder was always the main villain. It was like the number one. And then comes Clang, Krang, and then Batster, and probably Bebop and Rocksteady, and then later Batster. But yeah, no, it, I, I just felt like, oh, yeah. I'm just giving it a seven because it's a kid's movie and and you know why not? The last thing I'm gonna say about the movie is yep, they implement way too much of the wokeness. Like if this movie doesn't tell you, like, yeah, we're all about, you know, woke shit, like we're all about diversity, equity, and you know, we're all about adding black people in this movie on purpose. And we're all about adding adding, you know, LGBTQ references and whatnot here and there. We're adding all this as see, we're inclusive. I feel like that's so highly disrespectful for any franchise movies, especially comic or or or, or anything. And the reason why I say this, and maybe people can disagree, that's fine by me. This is my opinions at the end of the day. My opinions, you know. Um but I'm trying to put this in the most neutral perspective because if you're telling me that a certain character is going to be a certain way and has a good script, then by all means. If you're telling me that the character itself um, was born this way, then, oh, okay, cool. Then, you know, that's that's something that we always know. But if you're telling me that, like, the character I was born with today and tells me nothing else, then it's like, what was the whole point of telling me this? Like, it, it made... Zero sense about it and and affected nothing with the plot. That's when I have problems. When they just insert themselves and say, oh, yeah, I'm this. With That's it. We just slap it and call it a day. Okay. You, do you really have to say it? Do you have to be there? Like, was there a reason for it? No. Just put it right there. It had no bearing with the plot. So why are we inserting us? Why are we saying it? It's. It's better off to, to assume and, and feel like, oh, yeah, he's like that because of like this. But instead, you're just adding up just because you're trying to please that audience. You know, that's where I hit like. Congratulations. You played. Yourself. Congratulations. You played yourself. That's how you get a lot of TV shows and movies, you know, backfire and end up sucking. Like the Batwoman series. 
Ruby Rose. I hate when people were saying, oh, yeah, the first um, female superhero movie is like, wait, what the fuck? Wait, what? What? There were other women before Ruby Rose to start on, on leading roles. Are we forgetting Alien? The Alien franchise? We got a, a female there? And there's like plenty of more other movies out there. I'm not going to name them all, but I know there was like, no, but it's, this is the first um, gay women in this show. It's like, bruh. So? I don't care of her sexual orientation or her skin color or ethnicity or any of that. I don't give a shit about that. All I give a shit is, can she act? Can she perform? Can she fill the role to be Batwoman? That's all I care. I could give free thoughts about everything else. If it's part of the storyline, then sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, good good job on getting those chan- getting that actress that, that fits the role that fills all the check marks because the character is like that. But you're telling me like, oh, no, we need to insert it and she doesn't act for shit. Then that's horrible. That's just horrible. You know, that's when I have a problem when you're trying to insert so you can please others and then try to hype it up. This is going to be great. And when then you see the show or the movie, it falls out of the ass. It just falls flat. Again, not everybody can do it as much as we want to add more people and more have more diversity. But if they can't fill the part, then don't give it to them. Don't I remember what I talked about a few weeks ago, a few episodes about accepting mediocrity, average. We can't do that. We need to stop doing that altogether. Stop accepting average. Stop accepting mediocrity. All because we're trying to please people. We need to stop doing that. This is why the, the Ninja Turtles movie failed, in my opinion. Because it's average at best. It's not a great movie. It's up average. It's, it doesn't have a replay value. But hey, what the fuck do I know? I'm just a, a guy with a, with a microphone, you know? It's just because I got experience with movies all over the years and uh, audios and shit. I'm not, not, I'm, I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass. Again, this is my opinion. So... Guys, you let me know in the comments down below and let me know what you think about the Ninja Turtles movie. And you think about, and let me know what you guys think about the recent decline of movies and TV shows. Like you think because the the Soviet sex are just inserting too much of the wokeness to please everybody, and we lost our own niche audience that always gonna be there. I don't know. You let me know in the comments down below. Um, I'm gonna wrap this up because I'm gonna be late for work. <laughs> um Oh, shit, but we've been talking for a while. Ugh, I didn't want this too long. I actually want to go for other things, but that's good because now we got now we got content for next week if nothing happens, you know? Oh, yeah, I definitely want to give a little update from last week's episode that we talked about a little take. Just a little update. When I upload the episode, I didn't know a, a break, another breaking news came about, and it was in regards to little take. Last week's episode, I believe it was like she, they, she posted it or somebody posted it saying like, oh, my God, like she died. She passed away because her brother passed away and this and that. Breaking news. After I uploaded the episode, I found out more information. I went in depth and that's where I found out that, no, she's alive and well. Yeah. Nani? She saw she said that her Instagram got compromised. In other words, got hacked putting quotation because maybe this could be a publicity side. We don't know, which is assuming. But yeah, she said that compromise. Her brother is alive and well, and she's alive and well. And the one thing that a lot of people like didn't 
didn't notice is that when in the post that that was indicating that she passed away, her name was Claire Hope. She made it very perfectly clear to everybody. Her name is not Claire Hope. Her name is Tae Chion. Gotcha, bitch. That's her full uh, Asian name. Tae Chion. I'm pretty sure because the T is silent on there. Yeah. I was like, oh, and that's where I saw TMC pull articles like crazy. Just like, oh, no, no, delete this, delete this. And a lot of blots did the same thing. When I found that out about that, it's like, holy shit. All you guys, congratulations. You played yourself. You played yourself. Wow. This, and that's just a perfect example of people that doesn't fact check. I, fell a victim to it because that's what the headlines were indicating. But she never came out be before I published the episode. She came out right after I published it. So so I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but I don't know whether it was a publicity stunt or somebody really hacked her account or her parents were involved. I don't know. All I know is that she's alive and well. So I just wanted to give you guys that little update. All right, guys. So we're going to wrap this up, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. And remember, to always like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at youtube.com slash the lone wolf podcast. I want to give a big shout out to all my all my followers and all my listeners. You know, want to shout out to Michael once again. Want to shout out to Ruben. Ruben, that's the guy I was forgetting about. Sorry, my man. Ruben, I'm big shout out to you, my man. Um, shout out to Manu. Shout out to Chris Fold. As always, they've been always been nothing but love and support on my show. And shout out to everybody who's been a very loyal fan base. Um, as of right now, I decided to air Google, uh, put a trailer to Google ads or YouTube ads. And as of right now, that trailer helped me reach like a few thousand views on, on that trailer and has increased my following by a lot. We've surpassed the 500 fucking subscribers. Let's fucking go. Gonna get this far. Just put putting a, a Google trailer out there. But we're gonna discuss about that because I have my reserve. I'm very cynical when it comes to stuff like that. We're gonna discuss that and hopefully next week's episode. And we're gonna discuss about the trajectory of it. All right, guys. So, guys, remember, like and subscribe on youtube.com slash the lone wolf podcast for all your weekly episodes and also. You can also check um, the audio versions on SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Poc uh, Apple Podcasts for, you know, lo the Lone Wolf Podcast or the Wolf Fat Podcast. Remember, pack is spelled with a V because I feel like it, all right? Wolf Fat Podcast. And guys, comment down below and let me hear your thoughts, share your experience. If you guys got a specific topic that you want me to cover, please let me know in the comments down below. I'm going to do my best to cover on the next episode. Let me know what you guys think about what we talked about today. And let's, let's, let's deal with it. Let's just share our ideas and put it out there, guys. So thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys in the next one. All right. Peace.